Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are doing amazing. And officially, welcome to February. I am so excited to dive into today's episode with Selena. And it was so important I brought her on to the podcast because outside of all our hormone and nutrition talk, there is so many other areas to look at when it comes to our life and our well-being and achieving what's possible for our lives. And especially as women, We have emotional blocks that really hold us back from achieving what it is that we want and really stepping more into our power. And so we dive into some really cool things today and you will really want to stay around to the end because Selena does some awesome psychic amazingness near the end and you're really going to want to tune in to listen to that. So we dive into emotional blocks that powerful women are facing. And if you're listening to this and feeling like I don't really know how to connect to myself. I don't know how to connect to my heart and to my worth. And that's exactly what today's conversation is about. Selena's going to really give you strategies of how you can achieve that and tune into your autobiography in a much deeper way. So Selena is a psychosomatic therapist, an NLP master and energy healer who specializes in spiritual and emotional breakthroughs for her clients and workshop attendees. Selena is an intuitive who is also gifted with clairvoyant and clairaudient gifts that have been used to help hundreds of beautiful souls find their most aligned path in life. So let's dive into today's episode with Selena. Hi, Selena. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting to be here. Oh, I'm so excited you're here and it's perfect timing because you were just in Mexico. So you just got back. So I got you at the good good time. Yeah. After spending a week on the beach. (laughs) Awesome. That's why you look so relaxed and radiant right now. So I'm super excited to dive into our conversation today. But before we do that, can you share with us a little bit about what you do and who you are? Sure, absolutely. So for those of you guys listening that don't know anything about me, I am a psychosomatic practitioner, an NLP master practitioner, a Reiki practitioner, but ironically, a lot of my gifts that I actually use nowadays come from ancient times and other lifetimes that I've been able to activate through my own reconnection with gifts that I've had in previous experiences on this planet with respect to teaching, healing, moving energy, connecting with the subconscious mind, and just helping people to transition out of old paradigms and step into new paradigms, as we know is such a significant piece of the puzzle in this lifetime that we're in right now. We're all going through massive, massive transformations right now. And so many, like myself, have been called forth during this time, including you, of course, to assist this world and just rapidly moving from one dimension into another. So I bring that forth in events, in retreats, in one-on-one sessions, and it's just an amalgamation of everything that I offer. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm sure there's so many women like, whoa, (laughs) that is a lot. It is. And so can you explain to us more about psychosomatic therapy and what that really involves? Absolutely. So psychosomatic therapy is very different from what they call psychotherapy or typical psychology. It's understanding how our body is our autobiography. So literally right down to the shape of our fingers, our face, our nose, our eyebrows, our hairline, our lips, our ears, just the way that our hair grows, even where we store fat, everything says something about us. Everything is a an identification of our experience, our personality, our character, how we see the world, what we want to create in our lives. Everything is actually in our physical body. And this is something that's really fascinating to me because you can really tell when someone's gone through a major evolution as a psychosomatic therapist, when you look at their face and when you look at their body, because sometimes people don't realize that even just a half inch of a shoulder coming up to your ears has says a lot about 
what you've dealt with in your life and the kinds of things that you are experiencing with respect to say frustration or anger towards the masculine or feminine, depending on what side of the body it's on. So yeah, psychosomatic therapy is really an understanding of the body. It's understanding, looking at somebody's body and being able to identify how does this person have a perspective of their world and what are they carrying? What are they storing? And really how do they show up as their soul in a personified body, right? As this beautiful temple we've all been given. There's no two people who look alike exactly, right? right. We all have such different characteristics and, and we're so unique as individuals. And it is really because our bodies are a representation of our soul and our soul's experience. Wow. That's really yeah. awesome. And so I know that you also have clairvoyant abilities. And mm-hmm. when did you first discover this? So I've had clairvoyant abilities from when I was a child. And I really believe that all children do have clairvoyant abilities. I think that we might label them as an imaginary friend, for example, that we have or something along the lines of that. And then there just gets to be an age where it becomes inappropriate for society. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever had that experience. Um, Many times. (laughs) Yeah, I I know like (laughs) if you're a teacher in a school and a kid's talking to somebody that's not there that can be labeled as a mental disorder. So we've had to really shut down a lot of things, but just being really disconnected from, let's just say institutions for a long period of time, I was able to reconnect with that part of myself. I decided a very long time ago, about 15 years ago, not to take a synthetic drug ever again. So I haven't taken any antibiotics or Advils or Tylenols in a very long time. I haven't watched TV in over 15 years. (laughs) I'll still watch movies. I I will not watch television. I really made choices in my life to reconnect with my third eye. So as a result of that, I was just able to get more faster, I believe, because I didn't have as many disruptions or distractions. Anything that really took me away from that connection, I was able to find a way to reduce that exposure and reconnect with things like nature art, creativity, meditation, even things like chanting, right? Even things like looking in the mirror, staring at objects for long periods of time and really asking myself, what do I really see when I look at this object? What is the energy there? You know, so I've been able to spend a lot of very highly intensive, present, intentional moments looking at things and people and objects traveling, traveling the world by myself, not allowing myself to have that escape to just go drink or to expose myself to a drug or even just people, right? Just spent a lot of time alone, a lot of time alone, traveling, backpacking through Europe, through Peru, and really just with very little, very little on me, even just a backpack and few clothes and just really focusing, really allowing myself time to just focus and see what I see and hear what I hear and feel what I feel and not judge it and not have anyone around me to judge it, right? Or not have any distractions to take me away from it either. So yeah, I've been alcohol free for a long time as well. And I do believe that's helped too. So yeah, I can totally relate because we, we rarely drink alcohol, like maybe yeah. around the holidays or something like that. Yeah. But I cut it out many years ago and, and I can say that living this, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, quote unquote, cleaner mm-hmm. life, right? Like no yeah. alcohol and, you know, cutting out junk and mm connecting with nature. All of it has allowed me to step more into like my personal power and to almost not have clairvoyant abilities, but be more connected in some way. It's like this cleaner line of just connection and information is how it can kind of explain it. Wow. I I like the way that you explain that because it demonstrates that it doesn't have to be clairvoyance as the end result. Right right? It's like, we don't all have to go for that. I think it can definitely distract us from our reality if we're too clairvoyant, which I've also experienced. Mm. That's a tone mine down quite a bit. But what you're speaking about is the embodiment of it all, which I think is absolutely brilliant because it's translated into your ability to serve the planet. For sure. Yeah. I love that. Right. That's huge. Like that's really very mission oriented, like what (laughs) your purpose is and what you came here for. So whatever it translates into for everyone might be a little bit different, but 
I think ultimately that's our goal is to feel connected. For sure. Absolutely. And so speaking of connection, you said you were connecting more to your third eye. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Oh, good question. So our third eye, everybody has a third eye. It's the second chakra from the top. And it is where our pineal gland is. And funny enough, actually, our pineal gland is located in the back of our brain. But the third eye is located right about an inch above our eyebrows, right between our eyebrows. And the reason it's there, it's because that's where light actually comes through our forehead. So if anyone's wearing bangs, it actually prevents them from getting that light into their pineal gland. So I am not a big fan of people wearing bangs because it's actually what Genghis Khan used to try to suppress women. Interesting. Yes. So it was a way to make women less connected. And so it was used as a tactic. But if you study this, you'll find that when light hits our third eye from the front, it actually activates our pineal gland in the back. And our pineal gland is very connected to our ability to see and feel things that are like our sixth sense. So it's extra sensory information. So for example, if you walk into a restaurant, you may be feeling very called to go sit on one table, even though your waiter or waitress guides you to another table. Right. Right. And it could be because something happened at that particular table where people that were talking there earlier had some kind of argument or someone was, you know, just in a really unconscious place and they had a lot of projections or fears that were released when they were sitting at that table that, that we could actually feel when we sit down at that chair. So we, we kind of have this sensory ability to say, no, I want to go sit over there instead. Hmm. And ask the waiter if we can go sit there. It's always very subtle. I find these things are very subtle, but they do have influence. We were never really taught in schools how these sort of extrasensory, energetic, metaphysical type experiences affect the physical world. And I think that's where there's a big gap in the understanding and the education is that people are either one or the other. They're very physical or they're very spiritual. But I really believe that there needs to be a bridge and understanding that the spiritual has a significant effect on the physical. So for example, if you were to go sit in that chair where say someone had a little bit of an argument or there was some negative energy from the person sitting there before, if your energy is too open, which you probably wouldn't know anyways, you could sit there and you could have a harder time digesting the food, for example. Hmm. Interesting. Right. You could have emotions when you sit there, I know when we were in Mexico, my family doesn't really believe in all this stuff. They think I'm a little bit out there, but I watched them. I watched them go through very similar experiences and I would just gently point it out to them. For example, there was one table that whenever we'd go sit for lunch, my sister would sit on the chair and she'd just say, I feel really anxious here. But oddly enough, she felt really anxious there sitting in the exact same spot the day before and the day before. Right. Right. And so it's like, well, there's a reason you feel anxious here. (laughs) It's not just tied into whatever you think is going on. It could be very connected to the energy of this space. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of cleansing and purifying and setting intentions when I walk into spaces as a result of these types of awarenesses. And I, I really believe that when we do stuff like that, even when we walk into our home, we just say, thank you. You know, thank you to spirit. Thank you to the hand of God for clearing any less than love energies, anything that is not coming from the highest place, any darkness that's here, any residual thoughts or feelings that are not welcome. Like, thank you for, for removing them from the space so we can have that sense of peace, calm, clarity in our own home. That's so important. We do that at home too. And, you know, we're currently in the process of house hunting. And so- Yeah. So yeah, we're going through this process of like, what's that energy that we feel when we walk into these homes? Because we've seen so many of them over the past few months and, you know, and some of them is just, oh, there's just this great vibe here. Or on the flip side, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. good. So yeah, so that's interesting. And so I want to dive into trust because Mm -hmm. what's coming up for me is this like trust in the unknown. So you mentioned like spirit or energy, maybe it's God, maybe it's universe, like whatever you want to call it. But I really feel that there's this trust in the unknown and there's this importance of bringing in spirit or God or universe Mm -hmm. or energy into Mm -hmm. our lives and into our work. And so going on a little bit of a rant, like 
the house hunting, for example. My partner and I, so my fiance and I, we are house hunting and there's a lot of fear that's coming up, right? There's a lot of, oh my God, this is expensive. Oh my God, this deposit. Mm -hmm. I'm investing in new things in my business. So like all this money is going out and we're looking at homes in different areas. So there's so much that's unknown of like, financial, where are we going to live? What is the house actually going to look like? There's so much of it we just don't really know. And so I'm just committed to the process and I'm showing up as powerfully as I can. And I'm really in action in my life and in my business and all of these things. And it's interesting seeing my partner, seeing Gaytan, you know, get a little bit of anxiety around it and just kind of just this uncomfortableness. And we've had to have this conversation where, and I know he thinks I'm crazy, but I'm like, I can't say it in any other way, but we don't know how it's going to work out. We have no idea. We just need to trust mm-hmm. that it's going to, and we don't have to know the how. That's not for us to know. So let's just keep moving forward and trust in the process. And I feel just like as a mass, like from masculine energy and male energy, they're so just I have to know the way, I need to know the steps, mm-hmm. what is happening now. And for me, I feel like I can step back and just be like, eh, I don't really need to know, but I'm just going to go with it and just trust that something else is guiding us and it's going to lead us to where we need to be. So, so I'm just hoping maybe you could speak to that, this you know, trust in the unknown and bringing mm-hmm. in this like spirit or this, this energy into our lives. I think it's such a beautiful thing. And I know it sounds contradictory, but having somebody who's so logical in your life, (laughs) it will actually help you and trigger you if you are on the path to uh, question the excessive need for constant structure and logical resolution. And it's kind of a beautiful thing when you have someone in your life who is very logical, I find, because as a woman... I believe that we want to embody our feminine energy more. We want to feel like we can just make a big mess. We want to feel like we can be beautiful and carefree and and just play with the beauty of life. And the logical man represents more of the 3D structure, the 3D world. And I think it's important for us to realize that we still have space and time and we still have physical bodies and physical things. And there are still things that need to get done. And I feel like when you have someone in your life, you you know, your spouse or a sibling or or a parent that you're deeply connected to, even a friend, I find it gives you that freedom to be more feminine because you can relax knowing that someone's got your back in a sense when it comes to the structure part. (laughs) Totally. And so I see the benefit of both. Like I really do. I see the benefit of both because we've been given a left brain and a right brain. And our right brain is the more imaginative trust. Like we can surrender to that trust more. We can play more. We can be more a little chaotic. We can play with things in the unknown. But when it comes to the other side of the brain, which is the left side, we need to have more structure. We need to know like, okay, so I'm going to hop on the streetcar and I have to make sure that I have enough change, for example, in my pocket, or I have to make sure I have a token or something to get on the streetcar, right? That's just a logical thing. Right. Right. So, but to say, Hey, let's go here and let's go there and let's be able to go here and have someone with you. That's like, Hey, I got all the tokens. I got all the necessary stuff lined up that just offers so much more room for you to play. So the way that I see it in the relationship is just that, you know, rather than judging that one as not being in alignment with you, thank and bless that one (laughs) because they're giving you the freedom to do this and be able to explore this. Cause ultimately that's what we ultimately want to create within ourselves is strength in both. Right. But you're coming from the place of understanding that our society is way too skewed on one side, right? Right. (laughs) So I think that's what this is really about is the fact that, you know, we do have this very, very masculine dominated society where everything is based on facts and needing to see before believing and needing to prove things and needing evidence-based realities to demonstrate themselves over and over again. So I think that's where we really want to be able to just shake things up a little bit and be able to identify that, you know, if you look back at the course of life, and this is a great way to work with logic is to look at your past and say, okay, well, when I was in a particular situation before, like look at how you manifested things, really look at the storyline of how you manifested the house you're in right now, for example, in this situation. 
right? So when I look at manifesting places to live, people always say, you manifest the best places to live. And I, and it's because I actually draw them. I actually draw where I want to live. I, I draw the outline mm. before anything, or I'll create a list of intentions. So okay, I want this, I want this, I want this, and I want this. And I'll end up somewhere that has almost all of that. But the part that doesn't have that, it's actually something that I needed to experience. So for example, I wanted to live in a really big space. I wanted to have a water view. I wanted to be close enough to the city, but not so close. I wanted to be able to easily access the TTC, which is our public transport system here. I wanted it to be relatively within like a budget. And I ended up finding a place where I had all these things, except the budget was a little bit out of my range and it was with a roommate. And I just thought to myself, okay, I'm going to meditate on this. It was a Craigslist post and I meditated and I just got a yes. And I was like, I'm just going to go meet this woman. I met the woman. We got along like so well. And she even renegotiated the rent for me to bring it into my budget. Wow. So I'm on a month to month. I don't need to commit to anything long-term, which is a big part of what I wanted as well. Cause I never know when I'm about to go traveling and do something crazy. <laughs> so, and I have a view of the water. Like I'm looking at the water as we speak and it's close to the TTC and we have an amazing agreement where, cause I, I really don't like cooking that much, but she cooks a whole lot of food and she does a whole lot of groceries. So she just says, you do my dishes and eat my food. It's amazing but I wanted to live alone and I wanted this and I wanted that. But I realized that it was my ego that wanted that because of an inability or lack of desire to be cooperative and collaborative in my living space, which was a huge lesson for me. And as a result of learning that lesson now, I've been able to transition the way that I run my business, how I work with my friends, how I can ask for help. I have way more ability to receive support now as a result of this experience because I said yes to the unknown. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So that's just, a, that's just an example of why I think it's so important to write down what we want, but then have like a 20% ability to be flexible when you find something almost exactly the same, because that one thing that you wanted so bad that it doesn't have might just be the big lesson in your life that you need to experience. Right. And you're making me think right now, as we're house hunting. Mm -hmm. It started off very like, no, it has to have X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then as you know, we see more and more homes, we've realized actually, you know what, maybe this isn't perfect, but if we knock this wall down or Mm -hmm. we can now build this kitchen the way we really want it to. So now I've just kind of like let up and kind of eased up on this idea of like, actually, if it's not perfect, that Mm -hmm. that's okay because Mm -hmm. it'll give us the ability to create what we really envisioned, right? So yeah, so it's been an interesting process for sure. So I'd really love to dive into emotional blocks because I know that we have some very powerful women listening to the show, many type A personalities, I'm sure, and some high achievers and Mm -hmm. women who just really want more for their life and their health, yet they're feeling really stuck. Yeah. And so what do you feel are the blocks that are holding women back from achieving what it is they truly want. I've really had the opportunity to work with so many amazing entrepreneurs in the last five years with the work that I do. And emotions are something that I really, really am passionate about. It's something that I I really believe that emotions are a place where we need to spend way more time and energy identifying within ourselves because our society so frequently tells us that we're not supposed to have these emotions or that emotions are bad. And as a result of those judgments, we don't identify with what our real emotional blocks are because we judge them before we even have a chance. For those who are listening, who are in this space, I invite you to consider your why. So I'm going to go into a few different things here, if that's okay, Samantha, because I really believe that this is a really juicy topic. And I, I think that there's so much room for growth, so much room for growth. So when it comes to being, let's say, an alpha female, like you so eloquently stated, so many of us are, <laughs> why? I, I got to that place of like, why? And personally, I'm speaking personally here. And for those of you guys who are listening, you may or may not identify with this story. But for me personally, it was, I didn't realize that I, the whole time that I was achieving, that I was trying to prove something. And it's because I never really felt that I had support from my family. I never really felt that I was understood 
I never really felt that I had the ability to show my worth. Let's say that I needed, I felt that I needed to do something in order to show my worth. And I'm a big believer personally in astrological influences as well. And I don't know if you know anything about astrology, but my rising, okay, great. So my, my sun and my moon and my Venus are all in Leo, the sign of Leo. And the opposing force to Leo is a Scorpio. My father is a Scorpio. So Leos go heart first. They do everything without thinking. They're very passionate, very creative. Scorpios are very questioning. You have to prove something to me in order for it to be worthy for me. So I grew up with a father that was a Scorpio. And I'm glad I did because it was the part of me that I was actually rejecting as well, which was this needs to be grounded on something, right? But it showed up in the negative for the majority of my life. Now it's turning around, but it showed up as a feeling that I'm not good enough unless I prove something. So my whole desire to run my business, my whole desire to get myself out in the world, my whole desire to do everything I did was to prove to my father that I was good enough. And this was a very unconscious thing. I just want to be very clear with that, that I did not know this for the majority of time that I was being this. I didn't realize this until probably 2015. And I still hadn't stopped acting that way probably until 2018. It took years for me to be able to identify the aspects of my life in which I was behaving this way. Because once you discover that this is a thing, after you have to realize where it's showing up. And it was showing up in way more places than I thought it was. (laughs) Right. Right. And so it was this constant, like, am I good enough for you? I need to prove that I'm good enough for you. And it wasn't just towards my father. It was to everyone. Because what happens is we project our fathers onto every man and we project our, our mothers onto every woman. So this is just subconsciously what we do as people. Right. And especially within the first seven years of our lives, between the ages of zero to seven, that's when all of the programming happens. So if we're taught that we have to prove ourselves from a very early age, and even if you look at our school system, like what it's based on grades and lucky stars and gold stars and, you know, yep. recognition and awards and things like that. We don't have a society that taught us from the get-go that we're all equal. Unfortunately, we didn't grow up that way. So there's an innate belief in many of us that we need to compete. We need to prove ourselves that we have something to show that we're not good enough unless, and this is all far from true. When you really connect deeply to your heart, to your spirit, you realize that every being on this planet is so worthy of being here. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm saying this. Every, yeah, every being on this planet is so worthy of being here. We all have such a unique purpose and we all have such a unique mission. And the ways in which we actually get to this place of achievement and success within our being, whatever that means to us, doesn't replicate anyone else's way. And yet how many people are trying to sell programs that are cookie cutter, that are saying that this is the one pathway to success. There are how many people on the planet? Like seven, eight billion people. There's that many pathways to success because each of us has such a unique, unique way of finding our own success. And the only way to actually find that and actually capitalize on that is to know thyself. I love that. Right. So to understand our emotions. So what makes you happy? What makes you creative? What brings passion? What brings drive? What triggers you? You know, lean into the shadow. Don't be afraid of your shadow. People always want to focus on their light, but what about your shadow? Your shadow has so many answers. If you feel that you're avoiding your shadow, if you feel that you're not paying attention to what makes you frustrated, what makes you angry, what makes you closed off, what makes you feel alienated, what makes you feel abandoned, what makes you feel isolated, what makes you feel separate from the whole. These are all places to play and delve into and understand that there's a lot of gold in those experiences. Because when you find out where that root is and you can clear that from your subconscious paradigms, your whole life will change as a result. Your entire life will change as a result of those things. And all it takes is to overcome the fear of diving into your true self. And that's why we have so many distractions. That's why social media is doing so well. That's why so many people smoke and drink and watch excessive amounts of television and work ridiculous amount of hours because we're just trying to avoid ourselves. But the faster pathway is actually to take more time for self, 
and to reflect on what it is that we want within our being, to reflect on even who we were as children. People always ask me, like, I don't even know where to start. Like, if I look at what I do today and I compare it to who I think I am, I don't even know if it's in alignment. Well, here's a good way to check. Compare it to what you were doing when you were a child. How did you like to play? How did you like to spend your time? Like when I was a child, I loved to write. I wrote poetry. I was published by the age of 14 as a poet. But even younger than that, I like to play doctor. So I do energy healing now. I like to play teacher. I would set up all these chairs in our playroom and I'd have my sister sit at the front. There'd be an easel there and I'd just be pretending to teach stuff or I'd study stuff extra just to teach stuff. Or, you know, I remember when I was in grade six, I remember that there was a guy and a girl in my class and I just thought they should be married. Like something came to me one day and I was like, they need to be married. They're so in love. They don't even know it. I'm going to create a wedding for them. So I planned a wedding. Like, and now I love planning events, right? So I planned a wedding for them and I got the whole school and the teachers involved and I had them all out in this huge, huge, like field that we had outside of our school. And I had them all sitting in alignment and I like basically married this like. (laughs) (laughs) This is hilarious and so cute. But like these things sound like just ridiculous stories from our childhood, but they're not. It's like, it shows our personality. It shows who we are. And it's like, you know, for me, my highest excitement right now is reigniting my event, Illuminate Your Magic. And I realized that I did it the whole, I did it before, but I didn't do it the right way. I didn't do it in a grounded fashion. And now I'm being way more careful and grounded about my path. But I'm also realizing that that this whole time that I took off from it, It's always been my excitement. And the reason it's been my excitement because it brings out the healer in me. It brings out the artist in me. It brings out the poet in me. It brings out the event planner in me. It brings out the desire for me to connect people and help people to fall in love with each other. Man, woman, 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 doesn't matter. Just pure love in a space. I've been doing that since I was a kid, just playing with that, right? And so go back to when you were a kid and ask yourself, how did you play? I never really played with Barbies. You know, I never really did that kind of thing. But if you look at what was it that you like to do when you were a child and write down the first five to 10 things that come to you, you'll get a big clarity hit with what you're actually meant to do on this planet just by paying attention to who you are as a child. Oh, that's so great. You're making my my wheel spin right now (laughs) because I'm thinking about how I used to play as a child. And there was a lot. did you play? There was a lot of teaching. I would get wow. like, kids together really? in the neighborhood and I would just want to teach them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I would okay. just want to teach. And it's interesting because I went to school, I went to university initially wanting to be a teacher to teach high school, high school yeah. but I hated it. Right. Nutrition was always my passion. It was right. always something and wellness was always something that I was innately interested in. And so when I realized teaching doesn't have to mean being a school teacher. Exactly. That's the more formal institutionalized way right. or other ways. Right. Right. And so, so now ultimately what I do for a living is, is I teach. I mean, yeah. it's a huge part of what I do. Yeah. So yeah. can we dive a little bit deeper into this with respect to entrepreneurship? Cause I really do believe that from an early age, we also know whether or not we're going to be entrepreneurs. Hmm. Tell me about your entrepreneurial ability to just recognize yourself as an individual that could create your own business and sustain that business based on your excitement, your passion towards nutrition, towards health and wellness. So, okay. So things that are coming to mind are, and my mother always used to tell me that I was like, like a free spirit, right? Yeah. 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 And so definitely sign of entrepreneur right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're a free spirit. You do. Yeah what you want to do, when you want to do it, in the way you want to do it. Yeah. And even the jobs that I had over the years, I was always late or, you know, I was, I wanted yeah. to do it in my way yeah. or I would look for the job where I could have the flexibility and like demanded that I would never work the weekends. Like I always had these, I don't know what you want to call it, boundaries or structures around how I needed my job to be and how, cause I wanted right. freedom. I wanted to feel right. like, I was a part of this company, but yet I was still free to kind of make my own choices and do my own thing and have this flexibility and freedom within it. Mm. And job after job after job after job, it was just always like, no, not, you know, it's not, I don't have the freedom. I don't get to use my creative energy. And it was like draining and draining and draining when finally I actually got 
fired from my last job and I celebrated it because I knew like there was no turning back. There was no plan B. Like this was now the opportunity and the universe telling me, you need to go do your own thing now. And I celebrated. I I will never forget. I got fired. I called Gaytan right away. And I was like, we're going for dinner tonight. I got fired. And he was like, oh my God. That's so funny. I love that though, because that's it. And I've noticed that a lot of people who are meant to be entrepreneurs, they just can't keep a job for the life of them. Oh my God. And they think there's something wrong with them. And they're just like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're constantly being shown that you're constantly being guided towards doing what you're doing. And you think being fired is a bad thing, but clearly people like you picked right up on it. And was like, no, this is my opportunity. <laughs> so, totally. I knew it. Like I felt great. it deep in my gut. Like it was so wow. loud. Yeah. You need to go have your business now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. And that's, was that something that was more of like a spiritual feeling? Was that more of a gut feeling? Like how did you experience that? I think it was a bit of both. And it's one of those things where I don't even think I can really explain it. I had actually set out a date that I was going to quit, but I woke up that day that I was going to quit. And I said to Gaytan, you know what? I wanted to put in my notice today and I can't explain it, but today's not the day. Something is telling me, no, like I need to wait. I don't know what it is, but today's not the day. And then sure enough, two weeks later, two, three weeks later, I got let go. And I was like, that's why it was supposed to happen in this way. And I just had to trust that feeling. Wow. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I do find that like a lot of times, even my clients that are entrepreneurs that have their own staff, they'll have a feeling like, oh, I think I'm supposed to let this person go. Like it just doesn't feel like they're really in it or something doesn't feel right. And then like a week later, that person will just quit. Right. So yeah. Yep. You know, whether it's one way or the other way, it's always going the right way as long as we're paying attention and listening. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's dive into belief systems because I know we all have them and yes. we have a belief about ourselves, our bodies, our life, money, success, whatever it might Everything. be. Yeah. Right. And so how can we really start to break up with these belief systems or these old stories and really step more into our personal power? Yeah. I think people do this in various ways. One of my favorite ways of doing this is actually to establish a new belief system to override the old one. So some people will just say, just completely get rid of it, but then something new is going to come along and and it's either going to be lower vibrational or higher vibrational. So you may as well make a decision to make yourself connect to a higher belief system the moment that you catch yourself, right? So for example, like this is a big thing that I noticed in my family as well. And I think you used it as well when you were talking about manifesting spaces to live, a home to live, the word expensive. So what I found is, is anything really expensive or is it just that we're not supposed to have it right now? Right. I like that. That's a good reframe. Yeah. And so what I realized that like, there's nothing really that's too expensive for anybody. If you really think about it, it's just where we are on our journey. Like that's just not in alignment in this moment. And if it was meant to be in alignment, then it wouldn't be expensive. We'd be able to afford it right now. Right. Right. Right? Yep. So I started reframing the word expensive and I realized that because ultimately there's infinite abundance available to us at all times. And it's our belief systems and our mindset that we really have to work through in order to access that abundance. And that's a process. That's a journey. We can't all just wake up tomorrow and be millionaires because we believe that we're millionaires because there's a process involved in that. In the third dimension density, there are so many strong, rigid belief systems and structures that we need to overcome and override in order to be able to wake up to that kind of a mindset. And a lot of that requires taking away a lot of the things that we've learned and replacing it. But if we're constantly listening to music that reminds us of these things or just watching television or just, you know, listening to our families, just parrot the same things over and over again. And we're just, we're ingesting that, we're inhaling that into our bodies. And so it's preventing us from moving forward. So I really believe in personally writing. Writing has been my tool. I write for about half an hour to an hour every day. I've been doing it for a very long time now. And I will get clear with what my belief systems are first thing. So I'll say this, I'm really upset about something, for example. Like for me, it's been illuminate your magic. 
Like I'm really upset that I'm not doing it. And it's actually a very good thing that I'm upset that I'm not doing it. Cause that's the universe saying that this is what you got to do. And we're creating a experience within you. That's upsetting to force you into action, to put you into this place. So now it's like, okay, now I'm not upset that I'm not doing it anymore. Whereas, you know, before I was. So to just continuously ask yourself, like, what's the belief system here? So am I going to sit in this feeling of being upset about the fact that I'm upset? (laughs) Or am I going to realize that being upset is actually healing me because it's throwing me on my path? Right? Mm -hmm. So that's another example of something right there. Or, you know, if you believe that you just can't have the say partner of your dreams, like you don't believe it's possible. If you don't believe it's possible, then anytime that that even remotely shows up in your reality, you're just going to pretend it's not there. You're going to reject it. You're going to deny it. You're going to say it's too good to be true. You're going to question it. You're going to doubt it. You're going to ask if it's even, you know, if there's like all these red flags that you're not seeing potentially, or you're not going to listen to your intuition that's telling you to go for it because you're going to think it's too good to be true. Right. Right. So it's like nothing's too good to be true. That's a belief system. Mm. And that's a hard one for people. Mm-hmm. It right? is for them it to is. start believing that mm-hmm. that's that's a hard one. It is, and like think of all the different things that we believe so strongly. I remember, like even in Mexico, I just I wanted to offer someone some sage as a gift to say, like, here, like take this home. This is like a really great way to cleanse your home or whatever. I had a bunch extra, and they wanted it, but they were in such a state of fear, like, oh, I don't think I can take that over the border. It looks like weed. Da 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 da. And I was like, right. Like it's not like a big bag or anything like that. It's just a tiny bit, but it's because their belief system was so strong that like, I was like, Oh, if your belief system is saying that to you, then don't even consider it. Cause you're going to manifest that. Totally. I'll just take myself over the border. No problem. Right. <laughs> like, right, right. right. So it's like that person blocked themselves from receiving a gift because they were in fear. You're making so. me think of like, for example, my parents who mm-hmm. read the paper all mm-hmm. the time, yeah, the you know, watch yeah. the news all yeah. of the time. Yeah. The whole like Trump campaign, the whole thing, they were on it nonstop every time we went over to the house. Yeah. And I can think back to even when I was a child, like I envisioned our mornings and my parents had the news on or they were yeah. reading the paper. And, you know, we never watched TV. I never watched the news, like none of it. But yeah, it's interesting how, you know, they view the world and I can hear my mom's voice like, be safe, be yeah. careful. Like it's yeah. just this worry. Caution, constant yes. caution. So much caution. You, right? Yes. Right. As though we're not protected, as though we're not safe, as though we're not already yes. okay. Right? Yeah. So, it's like this mistrust in yeah. the world, right? Yeah. In society. Yeah, it's interesting. But I feel like that was not something that I took on. Like I became right. really aware of watching the news does not make me feel good. Reading the paper, Mm. I would go and flip to my horoscope every day in the paper and that was it. And I would put the paper right. Yeah. That's all I would do. (laughs) And even now with horoscopes, I'm like high vibrational horoscopes only, please. Yes. Some people channel horoscope from a lower vibration and some people bring it from a higher vibration. And I'm like, I just want the higher vibrational horoscopes because that's really where I, I really want to connect with my state of consciousness. So That's great. I love that. So are there specific ones, whether it's sites or books or something that you recommend Mm -hmm. for women when it comes to like reading their horoscope? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I'm kind of a YouTuber, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love it. So I will recommend actually, there's a couple different people that I like to listen to on YouTube. And there's this one guy, he's just so funny. He's so funny. He's got a YouTube channel called Eat, Read, Love. And his name is Sal. And even if you don't resonate with his horoscope, I just find him to be very enlightened and extremely conscious. And so he reads from like Eastern astrology, not Western astrology. So he always shares a little bit about things from Eastern astrology that I'm very curious about myself. So I always learn something from him, but his entertainment factor is so high. (laughs) I love it. Bringing in these songs and these hilarious like just references to things and I find it to be very funny. So Sal, eat, read, love, look up your horoscope. He pulls cards based on Eastern philosophy. He's hilarious. Okay. Awesome. Um, And then there's another guy that does something daily. And I actually like listening to his stuff because he pulls from like a regular deck of cards, but he doesn't read tarot like other people do. He's just very intuitive. So he'll pull a card and the card will mean one thing, but then he'll say, the card means this, but my intuition is telling me it's actually meant to be 
felt like this, this, and this. And he mm. goes by Minnow Pond on. Okay, cool. Yeah, like M I N N O W. Oh, that's funny. I saw so many minnows when I was in Mexico. I'm creating a whole understanding now of what's going on. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm really connecting with the minnow vibes because of Minnow Pond. So, so this guy is great. He does a live video like 5 p.m. Pacific every day. So you just wow. type in the date, like January 16th, Minnow Pond whatever your sign is, but he does it for like every single day for every single sign. He just does it in a live video. And if you look underneath the actual video, it'll say like Aquarius this time, Pisces at this time. So you just forward the video to the part where he channels for you. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I've actually been finding it to be extremely helpful in recreating Illuminate Your Magic because what he says is very encouraging. And it's almost like, you know, it's great to listen to your intuition. It's great to write. It's great to get those affirmations from spirit. But like to hear a real life being just reflecting that, that positive energy back to you every day, I've, I've really felt like it to be very positive and encouraging. So those are the awesome. two that I recommend. Okay, cool. We'll yeah. put them in the show notes for sure. Yeah. I love reading astrologyzone.com. Ooh. Susan Miller. She is Oh, Susan Miller. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. yes. So I read it just like she every month. Awesome. Like yes. right at the beginning of the month, I just always log in. They're always free, the monthly ones. Yeah. I just log in and I read them and they're just so detailed. Mm. And yeah, there's just such a good vibe to her. So I love, I love reading those. So we'll That's put it all in the show notes for sure. Awesome. All right. So before I let you go, do you have any sort of like last minute words of inspiration, mm. something you want to share with the women that are listening who are feeling stuck, not sure where to start, not really getting, you know, how do I connect to my heart? How do I connect right. to my worth? And just some strategies they can implement to move forward. Yeah, definitely. Actually, I'm going to channel this one if that's okay with you. I'd like to take a minute to tune into the listeners, future listeners, and what their requirements are specifically so I can give you guys something that's very tethered to your needs. So just give me a moment here. Yeah, I am actually seeing a lot of beautiful souls in this community, this network that you've brought together. And a lot of them are very open spiritually. So I am seeing that there's a lot of information that does come to you guys as ideas and inspirations. I am seeing, however, that there's a challenge in grounding those things in some cases. And so interestingly enough, in the third dimension, we do need to be a little bit practical with understanding that not all those ideas can be implemented tomorrow. Patience is coming up as a big thing right now. Yeah, patience is coming up. And and to understand that like, even as fast as we can heal, things in the physical world still take time to manifest. So not to give up, not to just say this didn't work, so I'm going to try this instead but then you try something else instead and you feel like you're not as passionate about it. No, go to the thing you're passionate about it and don't doubt it because it didn't work the first 10 times because maybe our world wasn't ready for you the first 10 times. Maybe what you're offering, people weren't prepared to receive that because it was at a vibration that the world was not actually at yet. I find a lot of entrepreneurs are extremely evolved beings that are bringing forth very important knowledge, products, services, information that the world has not really necessarily been ready for at this particular time or other times. However, what I'm sensing is that this year, there's a lot more people that are opening up. There's a lot more people. I remember at one point, even if I said the word chakra, people would be like, oh, just shut up. Don't talk about that. Whereas now everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we know what that's about, right? Like how much has the world changed? So consider what it is you're bringing to the world and don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Don't for one moment doubt it. Yes, you may need to make changes and revisions along the way, but don't doubt what your ultimate goal is because if that was given to you in like a meditation or a dream, or you've just had this idea since you were a kid, there's a reason for that. There's absolutely no reason for you to doubt what was given to you from higher realms. Trust what's been given to you from higher realms and believe in yourself to be able to create that in your reality. You might have to overcome your fear of competition. You might have to overcome jealousy and envy. You might have to overcome a lack of self-worth. You might have to overcome a lack of patience. But that's not to say that your dream is not going to happen or that it's not worthy. It's just that you need to upgrade yourself personally in order to manifest that dream. 
and it's really coming on strong. Like my body's just completely sweating, just saying these words. So I know it's really just being channeled through me that there's a lot of you guys listening that you think that something that you want can't happen and it couldn't be further from the truth. It's you that needs to happen to yourself first. You need to come into that state of consciousness to be able to establish on this planet what it is that you want to do. And you can do it and you will do it and you will follow through with your heart's purpose if you choose to accept this mission that you've been granted as a blessing from the higher realms. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. You're making my palms sweat. Wow. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just covered in sweat. Yeah, that's so yeah. great. I love that. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for being yeah, with pleasure. us today. Thanks I think it was so well. my pleasure. Yeah. It was, it was so important to have this conversation because we need to dive in deeper, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. like you said, it's about doing the work on ourselves. Yeah. And it's often something that I feel we overlook or we don't understand the importance of it. Yeah. And so it's often the missing piece. And so Thank you. Thanks so much for being with us today. Our audience can connect with you on Instagram. That's where you're hanging out, right? Yeah, totally. Selena at Selena Moon Magic, or you can visit me on my website, selenamoon.ca. It's S-E-L-E-N-A moon with the moon. I love it. .ca. Yeah, it'd be great to connect with those of you listening, anyone who wants additional support in just connecting back to your true self and maybe identifying where some of your subconscious beliefs are blocking you. This is a really good time to do that. We're at the beginning of the year. I feel like the second half of the year, I don't know if you feel this with me, but I feel the second half of this beginning of the year is where we're just getting really clear with ourselves. And the second half of the year is where we're really going to be more in an execution mode. So not to say we can't execute right now, but really just getting more clarity right now as well. That's great. Awesome. Well, we'll be sure to put all of that in the show notes to get people to connect over to you. And yeah, thanks so much. I'm sure this will be the first of many episodes and conversations we'll have. So thanks for being with us. Thanks. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ladies, how awesome was today's episode? I'm really excited to have to introduce you to Selena and her work because it really is quite powerful. And if you are looking to work with Selena or connect with her, you can follow her over on Instagram at Selena Moon Magic or on her website, selenamoon.ca. And as always, we can continue the conversation over on Instagram. Come find me at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And if you have any questions or ideas about future topics for future podcast episodes, let me know. I'm always happy to receive your guys' input. And you can also come join me in our Holistic Wellness Private Community Facebook group. It's a free community on Facebook, and we also continue the conversation there in our private group. We share lots of goodies and info and tips and recipes each week, and just search for it on Facebook, Holistic Wellness Private Community, and we'll grant you access into our free group and come hang out. It's a lot of fun. It's a women's only community, and we share lots of great insights, and you get lots of support and can ask us your most pressing questions in the group. So thanks everybody for tuning in today. You can head on over to the website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 47 to grab today's show notes. Thanks everybody for tuning in and I will chat with you guys next week.